Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. It's one very interesting scripture that I love to read, love to listen to. There is a way, one way, that seems right. It only seems right to man. But the ends thereof are the ways of death. One way carries ways of death, destruction, confusion, failure, and deprivation in life. Just one way. So the one thing that you have considered, brooded over, and you have judged by your own estimations, that is a good way to go. And human beings have attested to it being very good. But the scriptures don't. So the end of that way are the ways of shame, death, destruction. Praise God. So anytime you take God's word and God begins to speak to you per his word and you begin to adjust yourself to the thinkings of men, you are at the threshold of death. And you know, you know, God will not descend from heaven to come and warn you outside what he has said in his word. Praise God. In this our generation, people have what they want to hear, which may run contrary to what God is saying. And because pastors love plenty of people, they want to do what the people want. But to whom much is given, much is what? Required. Expected. To you, the Lord has chosen to show you the mysteries of his word. He said, but to them, it is not so. So, the Dominion family should be worried and be careful of the words that we hear. It will be difficult for you to say you didn't hear when indeed you were told. So let's apply our hearts to wisdom. Amen. And place value on God's word. It will never rob us. It will always promote us. There is nothing negative in God's word. God's word has the capacity, the potential and because the love of God that is the encasement of that word, it is there to be a blessing. So let's, let's love God's word. Let's apply our hearts to God's word. And then we'll see 
glorious things that we have never thought about. It's my prayer that tonight also you allow your heart to receive God's word and not your mind so that your heart will begin to indict good matters. Amen. You are blessed. You are very blessed. Now, when we say that you are blessed, it means you have been positioned by God for the things that are right. Only for good things. So remain where he has put you. Some of us are in haste to go to where we have not been sent. Your name is called Ebenezer. This is how far God has brought us. But where you have gone to is what the Lord has not seen before. Please go and sit down. Thank you. Amen. Yeah, this is the first day in the last month of the year 2022. And this month is very crucial to us. It is our month of what? Hello? Month of what? On what? I see. If that is the case, and if you believe in that one, then your heart should be set for such visitations. And this night, God is visiting you. In the name of Jesus Christ. God is visiting somebody here this night. In the name of Jesus. We are going to travel a little in God's word and I believe God that he will help you to understand what he is up to. Amen. Is anybody here called fear? Nobody loves that name? So why are you practicing what you don't like? Amen. Amen. Are you there? Please sit down. And may the Spirit of God give you understanding of the things that we are out to hear tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. It shall be a journey on a path that you know before, but may not have sat down to consider to know the content. First Samuel chapter 9. The, the title that came looks clumsy so I want to avoid it to avoid any any something amen um, <laughs> to avoid certain things that may cause some things divine orchestration in visitations in interventions. Don't write it all before it confuses you. All I'm trying to say by in every visitation of God, there is a divine program that God Himself sets in place. He does not need man's help to bring about what He has considered ideal for His own people. So there's that divine orchestration in every intervention. That things are about to happen to you and God says no. And he wants to take you out of that situation 
He does things by himself, not by men. There's a way he goes about it that makes it impossible for man to thwart what he wants to do. That is why I'm talking about divine orchestration. That God has said that he has blessed you and he has said there is a particular throne that is meant for you. And everything appears to be working against you getting to that throne. God knows how to make it happen. That is why I say something in my simplicity and uh, my childish attitude towards spiritual things. Just be on God's side. Just be what? On God's side and lead the rest to him. He will do what he wants to do. Be on his side. So I talk about there is where to be to become what God wants you to be. Your effort may not yield anything. So be on his side. What turned the tribe of Lewi out of a curse or a cursed life, a cursed destiny, was their decision to be on God's side. And the young girl is saying, but more than so, but when you have just say, Oh, but when you have when the woman or your media was in here, you see where Jimmy was in when you side, what bomb palm when you side. Talking about those who are smart, they say you are not. You're on God's side. Now, when you're on God's side, every other attribute is not important. Because you have decided to allow the current that flows from the presence of God to take you to where you are supposed to be. Because where you are supposed to be, you don't know it. You don't know it. There was a conclusion about the life of... Um, of David that came by revelation. He said, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the presence of God forever and ever. Now, if this goodness and mercy are supposed to be your companions, then where do you start from? Whose side are you going to be? I will be a sheep under the shepherd. As long as I am under the shepherd, everything will happen as God has programmed it. There will be challenges, there will be destructions here and there, but I have chosen to be on God's side. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. It is the presence of God that makes things happen. That is always the point that makes a difference in our lives. First Samuel chapter 9. Amen. A familiar story that you know. And I want to draw you into certain things about that story. Had anyone told the, the resident pastor that I would be standing here for 20 minutes only. But it got to a point that I called him and said, no, I will need the entire time. When I get there, I will, I will ask for a seat. Yes. Verse 1. Let's read, everybody. There was a man of Benjamin whose name was what? Kish. The son of Abiel, the son of Zerah, 
the son of Victorious, the son of Apia. Yes. Is it Apia or Afia? Afia, okay. Afia. Don't forget this is Hebrew. It's not from, uh, it is not, uh, it is not Greek, yo. Okay, let's go ahead. A Benjamite. Mighty man of what? Power. Go ahead, verse 2. He had a choice and handsome son whose name was Saul. There was not a more handsome person than he among the children of Israel. From his shoulders upward, he was taller than any of the people. Look at the credentials of this young man called Samuel. It's amazing. You know, he was a kind of man that women will be running after. Both in dream and in reality. And his father was rich. The father is called a very powerful man. Very strong man. And he was handsome, calmly. Commanding some powerful personality. So, under normal circumstances, everything must work well for this young man. Now, let's go ahead. Now, the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to his son Saul, Please take one of the servants with you and arise and go and look for the donkeys. So he passed through the mountains of Ephraim and through the land of Shalisha, but did not find them. Take note of that one, but did not find them. Then they passed through the land of Shalim, and they, went, they were not there. They did not find them. The second thing is that they were not there. Right. Then he passed through the land of the Benjamites, but they did not find them. So, the indications are that nobody could locate this. They were engaging in a wild goose chase. All right. Go on. So he was also a responsible young man who had a lot of respect for the father. He tried to enter into the thoughts of the father. This search had become a fiasco to him. It wasn't going to work. There was no need to continue. So he says, let us go back. Didn't God know that they will not find the, the asses there, the donkeys there? The man lived in an environment that was glorious, peaceful, great comfort. Every good thing you could think about, he had over there. But there was something he did not have. An idea of his destiny and how to get to his destiny. All right. Why are you running ahead of us? Good. 
Let's go back before the old man begins to forget about the donkeys and now be searching for us. He did not say that my father will be worried about me. He said my father will be worried about us. Including the servants. Compare this young man to some of the children of the so-called well-placed people we have in our society. A servant is a beast. A servant has no dignity. A servant is of no worth. My father will start thinking about me. So let's go back. He said, about us. Does it sound like someone who has the potential to lead? Let's go ahead. And he said to him, look now, there is in this city a man of God. Who is that person? Who was speaking? Go back to the previous verse. Go, up, go back to six. Yeah. Look now, there is in this city a man of God and he is an honorable man. All that he says surely comes to pass. So let us go there. Perhaps he can show us the way that we should go. The master was tired. The young man had a vision. We've been sent on this assignment to go and get the donkeys. It's not enough to go back. But he didn't know what he was in the hand of God at that time. He did not know what he was in the hand of God. He was a person planted by God to help guide Saul to where he's supposed to be. Now go ahead. Then Saul said to his servant, but look, if we go, what shall we bring the man for the bread in our vessels? Is all what? Gone. They had traveled for about three days. And there is no present to bring to the man of God. What do we have? He was desperate. He had got into a point of frustration. If I want to go by your suggestion or your counsel, we are supposed to carry something to go and give to the man of God. And there is nothing. Thank you. Hey, the way all of you jump out, sir. I thought, uh... okay, so before our father begins to worry about us, so you are thinking about me and my paper too. <laughs> Glory to God. All right. What do we have? Nothing. Several years ago, I was privileged to teach on something, uh, purpose, purpose, place, and people. People and places. Yeah. In an, on an esteem platform, when they say talk in that place, you should begin to call your father, your mother, your, all the ghosts in your family to come and be sanctified by God to hold you because there's nothing you are going to say that they have not said before. Praise God. 
There is nothing to bring to the man. Some of you fall into that kind of temptation. I want to go and see the bishop, but there's nothing. I don't have anything to give to him. Your bishop is not a tax collector. <laughs> I don't charge people. <laughs> Praise God. Years ago, I prayed for one woman. And he said, how much am I paying? I said, what I want to collect, you don't have it. He said, just say it. I said, you don't have it. Do you have rice and contumely still here now? She said, no. I said, so go. <laughs> there is always what I want that you don't have. So don't try to post as if you have. What do you want to give to me? How much? How much money will you give to me and you'll be satisfied and I'll be satisfied? He said, he said, freely have you received, freely give. If appreciation comes, give God praise. But for you as a man of God to begin to charge before you, dis, you dispense of the word, you are a criminal. That's not qualified to be called a child of God. I'm saying this one to you and all the pastors and the would-be pastors. If you go into ministry with the intent of making money, then you are a dummy. Forgive me. One day it will show. If you came into ministry for the intent of making money, you've gone to a wrong place. And of course, not this ministry. But the day we catch you, it will be an embarrassment to you and to your family, sincerely speaking. It will be an embarrassment to you. Why? Let this God be true. And let all men be what? Liars. Let this God be true and let all men be liars. There are things the church will do for me that they will not tell me. Because there are people around me who leak information to the others. They won't tell me. Because they think that if they tell me there are things I will reject. And it is true. Don't I need them? I do. But are we in a position to? This is one of my challenges. You understand? Yet I know of ministers. As soon as the church is done, all the money, it's not now that Uku will carry money and go and sit down there in the cubicle with his uh, accountant's another countenance, then they will be counting the money. When they finish, they pack it and take it to where they want to take it to. And then the next day, they go to bank. Hey, who born you by mistake? You won't even count. Carry everything to the boot of the senior pastor. Yes. It used to be, it is still the same now. In certain quarters, it has not changed. But there is one thing about people. They don't like good things until when they miss it. When they lose it, then they remember it was good. May you not live and regret. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Yeah. So let's go on. And the servant answered Saul again and said, look. I have here at hand one-fourth of a shekel of silver. I will give that to the man of God to tell us our way. A committed servant. 
he was an instrument in the hand of God to take Saul to where he was going. He was an instrument. The asses got lost. It was divine orchestration. Where is an ass going to? Where is he going? Ordinarily, an ass will not leave his habitation and begin to walk about, go to do what? You know, they can be very docile. So they stay within their confines. They, they don't just go around everywhere. But this one got lost, so much lost, that a whole prince, if you like, and his servant had to be sent to go and locate them. He went around three days, they didn't find these asses. And the servant was determined that no matter what, we must get this one. So now we've got to, we have done it with our strength, we didn't, it didn't work. Let's go spiritual. Let's go and see a man of God. This one, not just any man of God, he's someone that we know. Someone that I trust. Someone whose word is neat. It's not ditto, but he's speaking the mind of God. Now you see, if you tell me ditto, if you say ditto, now if you say it here and we meet 10 hours later, you should be able to say the same thing. Ditto. If you cannot say the same thing, I will doubt you. Why? If you speak the mind of God, it will still be resounding in your ears. You will hear and say it. It's not ditto. Every prophecy is not subject to the infiltration of men. Apostle, true or false? <laughs> there are emotions around us. That sometimes we allow them to enter God's word and we lose. I went to teach one time at Legon on the platform of the full gospel. I had prayed that prayer for years that God should give me opportunity to share his word at Legon because that was where I was and Vandal, Vandal choir master and all manner of things. So I wanted to go and <laughs> yes, make some amends, spiritual amends. And I was given the opportunity. It's an amazing time. As soon as I stood on the altar, the Holy Ghost says, speak as one who is from here. Speak as what? Why? Because of the dangerous notion that all that guys who go about preaching are dummies, they didn't go to school, they are dropped out and they speak as one who comes from here. The grammar was different, my friends. The diction was different. We had to use pictures that they understand. And I revealed myself to them, my former self to them. They stood up. Then I commanded them, remove this, your binoculars, put them down and see reality. Remove your glasses and put them down. Come and receive Jesus. They were coming like no man, they crying. Somebody said later, if you got saved, then why should we be sitting here and wasting our time? Let us get saved. It depends on where God takes you to. There's what he wants you to do. 
But don't go to speak that you want to impress people. Listen to me, all the pastors, listen. Don't go to impress anybody. Don't impress anybody. If you speak and they don't understand you, what have you gained? Nothing. In fact, you have, you have caused them confusion. Bishop Abiyo told me one time, he said, when you speak, people find it difficult to understand you. Are you aware? I said, no, I'm not. He said, then you must, I'm telling you today. When you speak, when you write, it's difficult for them to understand what you are saying. So my friend, calm down, talk to people. I was so ashamed. We're speaking grammar. They wanted truth. What did they want? Truth. And we're speaking grammar. Plenty of it. Like Basi we want to do. Basi will speak so much that his own spirit will tell him, slow down. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Amen. So that he will tell us our way. There is where we are supposed to go to. We don't know it. Let's go to this man. So he will tell us our way. He will show us where we have to go. And what we should do. Anytime God wants to take you on a journey, he first breaks your defenses. Saul was in a place hemmed in by the good things of life, his position, his handsome nature, his wealthy father, his powerful father. So he was inside there in his own territory, never knew what was going on anywhere. Why didn't he know about the prophet Samuel? He lived in an enclosure. I'm wealthy. I'm, I'm, nobody can just compare with me. In, sometimes in your dreams, you behave like that. I was made to understand that from my infancy that my nose was not, didn't look good. That's what they told me. Oh. The one who beholds is the one who knows whether it is good or not. You understand? Now you see, but I had a mentality. Do you, do you know that I thought that I was the only one God created? Was it not madness? That he created me, the others were passing through. So anything you will say to me didn't mean anything. Yeah, because you are just passing through. He made me up. So it didn't mean anything to you. You insult me. Great. It's the faithfulness of God. How could such a person remain an unbeliever? So God had to do extra work to get me saved. You will be coming, I'll be going. You'll be coming, I'll be going. You'll be coming, I'll be going. He has a way of causing thorns to block your, your path. So you go, you can't go anywhere again. You get stuck. 
Then I came to know from scriptures that he made everything. And then he stood and watched. He saw everything. And he said, it was what? Very good. How can he say it was very good? Somebody say, my nose is wrong. But what is the meaning of that one? And is this same nose guess we're fighting for? Amen. You are the one who make you are the one thinking that you're not okay. Who told you? You are far better than many, 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 many people. Ah. Amen. If if it's not you, who else will say this kind of thing? Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. He was contented with what he had. So he didn't want to see anything else. He was operating within the level of his understanding and perception. We have gone for three days. We didn't see what we want to see. Forget it. Let's go. If you have our four asses getting lost with my father, it is nothing. Let's go home. But the servant said no. Why? Why did he have that, that, that courage to talk to his master like that? Try to persuade him against what he believed in. He was an instrument in the hand of God. Now there are many people around you who are instruments. They are your destiny helpers. They want to help you go to where you are going. But you are too full of yourself that you can't even hear. So interventions of God are blocked by you yourself. Because you are wiser than everybody. You know more than anybody else. You are a man of great wisdom. Every other person doesn't know anything. So nobody can talk to you. You are too full of yourself that yourself fears you. Check time. When this time, tell me I'll stop. Praise God. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and uh, fled? You saw yourself in the mirror, you fled. <laughs> Praise God. That was a state of Saul. He was so consumed by what he had around him. That he could not see anything beyond. This man was a person whose destiny was definitely aborted. It took another person positioned by God. Listen, the people you play with and look down upon and insult because they are not of your class. Several of them are people that God sent to you to help you out of your situation. Some of you to make you learn how to be humble. How to be what? Humble. If that your, your, your house help decides not to cook, there are many of you here who will not be able to light the stove. You can't. Even when you do, you don't know how to peel yam. Ordinary yam. They ask you, you could say yes. What? He said Indomie. Is it Angamo? And that is it. 
When the people you look down upon are not there, you can't wash your clothes. Because your parents saw you as somebody who shouldn't wash. But others must wash for you. And they were washing for you. And you go to the boarding house and you become a nuisance. Everybody insults you because you are a drone. But you have the, the, that audacity to look down on other people. How would you get your destination? Because those are the ones God brought your way to help you to get to where you are going. My father's, one of my father's wives, so much treated us. In fact, her desire was that all of us wouldn't amount to anything until when his, her own children would grow for the old man to take care of, of them. Everything that she had to do, she did, including diabolics. There was nothing that woman didn't do to stop us from advancing beyond the elementary school. But you know, later in my life, after my national service, no, during my national service, the first allowance I was given, I took my transport money and then went and gave the money to that woman. She had divorced my father long ago. One of insists from that's when she deserved the, <laughs> she left my father. She left my father and carried almost everything that was worthy in the house. Almost everything. Almost everything. That man had wanted to beat him because I told him something about the wife that he didn't like. Wanted to beat me. Now he said, I asked, where is Antina? He said, ah, mama, I'm here. Where is Now he said, ah, I'm here. I'm here. When I gave her the money, she began to shake. Her body was shaking. She couldn't understand why I should give her money. I was not a Christian, no. No. But I said to myself, this woman has helped me in life to know how to be dependent on myself. I knew how to cook. I knew how to do anything. Anywhere you put me, I'm ready. I don't care. Because of some of the things that the woman took us through. So when my elder sister was very angry, and they didn't want to be of help to the woman said, forget it. If not for this woman, but now you should be somewhere in one room as a shower girl. She so more treated you that you made up your mind that you will live a good life. That in future when she will see you. Continue. So I said, forget about whatever the woman did. And be happy. Because our mother was, had died long before. Before I was 10 years old. 10 years old, one month. That's when the woman died. I don't know where you want, she wanted to go. And this woman made us go through hell. But inside that hell, we learned some things. So that your disrespectful house help is trying to help you to know how to control your temper. She is an instrument of God. Doesn't God love you? He does. Why must he bring you someone who will trouble you? 
Has he forsaken you? No. There are things he told you you didn't hear. So there's a way you will hear. Orchestration of God. They are not intended to destroy you. They are intended to bring you to where you are supposed to go. Check your life and see. Some people advised you some years ago and you didn't take anything that they said. They were your juniors in school. They were disadvantaged people. They were people who had no record to show. And so you didn't take anything from them. They, they couldn't be wiser than you. It was a servant who was teaching Saul how to seek help from God and not to depend on his own oars and his might, but to look for God. And then something happened. The story is a very lengthy one. I'm only trying to pick some things there. Go ahead. Formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he spoke thus, Come, let us go to the seer. For he who is now called a prophet was formerly called a seer. Does it make sense? He had the ability of God to see beyond the normal scene. Yeah, that's why he described him as a seer. Now go ahead. Saul said to the servant, well said, come, let us go. Display of humility. Well said, come, let us go. So they went to the city where the man of God was. Now, this is verse 11. Verse 12. We are shown something. <laughs> no, let's finish the 11. There's something is missing here. Yeah. As they went up, good, the hill to the city, they met some young women going out to draw water and said to them, Is the seer here? Those also were some of God's persons pleased to aid Saul in his journey to greatness. All right, now 12. And they answered them and said, Yes, there he is, just ahead of you. Hurry now. For today he came to this city because there is a sacrifice of the people today on the high place. Go ahead. As soon as you come into the city, you will surely find him before he goes up to the high place to eat. For the people will not eat until he comes because he must bless the sacrifice. Afterward, those who are invited will eat. Now therefore go up. For about this time, you will find him. Precision. It came from young ladies who were on their way to fetch water. Going down to the stream. Is the seer here? And they went on to present the thesis. That we equipped the man of God to be, I mean the priest, the king to be, to meet. They introduced elements of haste, urgency. This man is on a, on a journey. The moment he enters that place, you cannot see him. So go, be in haste. Yes, go ahead. So they went up to the city. As they were coming to the city, there was Samuel. 
coming out towards them on his way up to the high place. Just go to the next. Now, the Lord had told somewhere in his ear the day before, the day before Saul came, saying, what did he say? Tomorrow about this time, I will send a man from the land of Benjamin and you shall anoint him commander over my people Israel that he may save my people from the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people because they, their cry has come to me. This was the Savior, the Messiah, who was living a life, in a life of comfort in his father's home. Waiting for their father to die to take over the properties the father had. Something bigger than what the father had was his destiny. But that is where he was. There was a need to push him out for him to go and meet meet his destiny. The man that God has appointed to be a guide to him. As long as he remained in that house, he would have missed out of this great thing that God wanted him to do. There are many of us here who are so docile, who are so limited in the way we look at things. We don't read anything outside what we think we have. We don't listen to anybody because nobody has a pure word except us here. That, that's how some of us were brought up in those days. We will not listen to anybody. When a, a pastor was preaching, another preacher was preaching, we will be marking this scripture is not the one you should have used. You should have used the other one. Why are they so limited? There is no element of faith in what he's saying, I'm telling you. So you will sit down there and God will speak to that person and you will never prosper by it. I swore to myself that whatever the word is preached, I must humble myself to be blessed. From the choir ministration, in fact, opening prayer, choir ministration, I must get something from there. I must. You don't know who is carrying your message. You don't know who is carrying your blessing. You don't know it. So when we go for meetings, I don't like anybody talking to me. That's the same reason why I get offended when I see you talking to people in the course of service. I get very angry. Yet with time, I have been able to control myself. Otherwise, um, I wouldn't mind walking to where you are and doing something to you. From the altar, I wouldn't mind shouting. Why? You are missing something. You are missing it. There is something you must hear that will take you to the next level. And when that is about to come, the enemy now distracts your attention. And now you will be looking onto your phone. You look at your phone, you do a man of nonsense in the presence of God. And then when we ask you anything later, you don't have anything to say. I heard that you were asked some questions you couldn't answer. I heard it. Me, I only hear things so. I hear. I hear. How many hours do we stay in this church? How many? How many? Three hours? 30 minutes? Is that what will kill you? 
if you shut your phone down for three hours, will you die? That's why you won't buy Bible. You see, your phone is your Bible is on your phone. So in the course of it, you can do what's up. You can do a man of nonsense. In the church. You think you are I'm the one you are deceiving. I have more Bibles than any one of you here. I don't know if Isaiah has beefed up his uh, Bible, something there. I have Bibles. Plenty of them. Anyone who has come to my side knows I have Bibles. You go to my bedroom, there are Bibles there. I had one in my toilet. You sit down there and you say, my Bible is on my phone. And this thing is giving you temptation. It is, it is distracting your attention. And so that's, that's what, because you are, you are now a guy, you can't carry Bible. I'm sorry. I've told you long ago, always forgive me before I talk. The moment you come and I'm the one coming here, forgive me with your heart. And in advance, just forgive. Say, they don't mind this old man. Anything he says is okay. If I want to sell the Bibles, I'll make some money. All manner, all manner. I have them. Anytime I see a good Bible, I want to have one for myself. When the money comes, I'll go and buy one. I saw bought books that I bought and spent my transport money. And I have to borrow money from the, the owner of the shop to go back to my station to pay him back later. Thank God for relationship. Am I crazy? No. Can't I also eat some suya? I can. Listen. There is something about you that must drop for you to enter your next phase. There is something about your life that must drop. And it is people God is going to use to take you through that fog of your life. For you to be able to press on. Who, if anybody had told Saul that this servant of yours is one who would take you to where you are supposed to go, he would have doubted it. Eventually, when you read the chapter, in fact, there are three chapters you must read. 9, 10, 11. When you get to 12, you understand some things. When it was time for the man to be anointed, it was something different. God has shown Samuel, your message is with somebody. Pray to God that he will bring the people who are carrying your message of blessing, of lifting, of promotion, that he will bring them your way. And when you bring them, that your eyes will open to see them and your heart will be humble enough to receive them. The people that God has appointed for your life and your destiny, your prayer should be that the Lord should direct their steps and your steps to meet. And when you meet, God will help you to identify them as people who are meant to be a blessing to you.
Friends, God cannot abandon you. He cannot. So don't ever think, don't ever think that God has abandoned you. He has not. You are very much on his mind. He is still working around your progress to make you get to where you are going. In the month of December, you are going to encounter diverse interventions of God. Diverse visitations of God. It will amaze you what God is going to do with your life. If only you'll be sensitive enough to hear him. Get out of your cocoon. And step out in humility. And tell the Lord, I'm ready for you to bless me. I'm what? Ready. When you read from this point, you discover as God has spoken to Samuel, the moment he saw him, he knew that this is a young man. God told him that the guy I spoke to you about. And he carried him. There was separation that moment from the servant. He took him to the high table and there was a portion of meat which had been reserved for him. For who? He would have missed it. It was the, the type of meat that was meant for the king. And then the man of God told him, spend a night with us here. <laughs> you don't know what God can do for you. In a land where you are a stranger, he will raise people. He will raise people. He will raise people. He will raise people. Now those people will be talking to you as though they had known you before. And they will take over your challenges and go through. I was looking for a job somewhere in the northern part of Nigeria. And a security man who? Security man. I greeted him and asked him how he was doing. He said he was doing fine. I said, what about your wife and your children? He was surprised while I was asking about his wife and children. I said, when you go home, greet them for me. And as I was leaving, I gave him some money, very small money, that this one can buy you cola. Angalele, thank you. And then I left. As soon as I left, the guy went and took my file. He took my file. I don't know how he was able to pick my file. But apparently, because I greeted him, he took interest in me and was following me up. I didn't know. The next time I went there, he, he told me, he said, wait for me, I'm bringing your file to you. So I asked him why. He said, to get lost. It will what? To get lost. Because some people were doing business with that one. Go and bring your file, I can't find it. Okay, bring money, we'll locate it for you. They will locate it for you. And if you are not careful, you'll miss your appointment. That man was a man God appointed to be a blessing. I was not yet a Christian. Only I fear God. Yeah, I had respect for God. But I wasn't a Christian. In the sense that I know it now. Messenger. May what? When we wanted to register this ministry and the affiliates, 
It was a Muslim that God used. He brought me all the way from Kumasi to this place and took me to the regular general department, took me to one gentleman who was called Atta. I don't know if he's still there now. And told him, he said, this is my father. I turned to him. They registered the three companies I took there. They registered all of them. And this young man, this Muslim, paid the money. And took me back to Kumasi. Later, he got born again. So in our registration, there is a man whose name is there as my witness. He was a Muslim that time. A man that God appointed to be a blessing to me. And he blessed me in so many ways until he became a Christian. You don't need to know anybody. You only need to know this God. Be for him. And his intervention will bring you to a point of rest. And is enough. Amen. Oh, yes, in your own yamino, you are in Yankopon, and when you are pimnanum. No, what you are saying. So let it be that it is you and God, and let him raise his own instruments to be a blessing to you. May the Lord remember you every single day of your life and organize and orchestrate your life in a manner. That blessings will come your way. Let every closed door against your destiny be opened unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ. That the Lord will order the steps of men and women. To come your way and be a blessing to you. Whatever your appointment is with God. You will not fail. In the name of Jesus. Don't be intimidated by the things that happen around you. Always know that God is on your side. And he has raised people to be a blessing to you. And in this month of December, you are going to witness great things, extraordinary things. Your testimony will be amazing in the name of Jesus Christ. Three days ago, or was it yesterday, we sent plantain, small plantain, there yeah, and what? to a man of God. I was even ashamed that we couldn't add money. I was ashamed. Then this morning, I was told that I had visitors, that we had visitors. I stepped out and I was shocked. It as if there had been an explosion in our house. Mm, everyone was scattered. All manner of things in the sitting room. All manner of things. All manner, including the contemporary itself. All his uncles and his uh, grandchildren, great-grandfathers, all of them were there in the sitting room there. The place was so choked that I had to tell them to remove the, If a visitor should enter here, you'd be wondering whether we're leaving the house. And I told myself, if we had withheld that thing from that man of God, maybe this door wouldn't have opened. God is in the business of making us see his faithfulness. Don't let us frustrate him. This is a month in which you must give 
and give and give and give. Why? It is your month of unusual what? Visitations. And God is visiting you, your family, your business, your finances. Everything about you is visiting you. You will never see shame. In the name of Jesus. Now lift up your hands and begin to bless the Lord and thank him.